Welcome to Ag Future, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the challenges and opportunities facing the global food supply chain and speak with experts working to support a planet of plenty. We're joined from Minneapolis by Alltech on-farm specialist Jorge Delgado. Welcome, Jorge. Thank you, Tom. And online with us from Decorah, Iowa, is Jennifer Bentley, a dairy field specialist with the Iowa State University Extension and Outreach Program, where Jen develops educational programs for dairy producers and the industry. And hi, Jennifer. Hello. Thanks for having me. So a question for each of you. I guess we'll begin with Jorge. Uh, what are What would you say are the most important issues and challenges that confront farming management and labor? Yes, Tom, um, that's a great question. You know, like everywhere else right now, not in, in agriculture, you know, finding people and retaining people is the number one problem in farming, especially in the dairy industry. Um, the labor pool for agriculture has been shrinking and and the industry is now facing the reality of finding many ways to attract and attract and retain employees due to the lack of understanding of how to keep these employees motivated in an environment where, you know, there's long hours and lack of benefits. They're very challenging. So the producers are, um, for the most part, are, are really not prepared to face this reality. Milking is one of the most labor-intense areas on the farm, on a dairy farm. So to produce high-quality milk products and keep animals healthy, uh, we have to consistently have, you know, milking the cows in a very consistent way, even two or three times a day. So this is vital to the farm. So keeping these guys motivated is, is a, it's a big, big problem. So um, these challenges is the number one problem, in not only in their industry, but agriculture in general. And Jim, what do you see? I would agree much of the same of what Jorge has mentioned. Um, just that that labor pool for finding people in agricultural positions, and you know we're getting uh, further and further generations removed from working on agricultural farms, and so it it takes that motivation and takes that training to get those employees engaged and and to stay on these farms and so i think definitely right the, you know we're we're trying to attract employees and and we also want to be able to keep our cows and our calves healthy through all of that to what extent is the ag industry dependent on immigrant labor it's very high the percentage is very very high uh, in agriculture, I mean, if you if you see you travel to California, where a lot of the you know products come from, you're going to see a lot of uh, immigrant labor performing all the those tasks by by hand. You know, if you look at strawberry fields, lettuce fields, tomato fields, it's going to be a it's going to be very very dependable on you know immigration. So, um, and we see these because they are for for the most part they are the only ones willing to do these kind of jobs. Uh, the circumstances for working are not very favorable. You know, there are no fair conditions for work. So we estimate that around 60% of the milk uh, produced in this country depends on immigrant labor. So all those dairy farms, um, you know, at least for milking cows and, and many, many more positions in, in uh, those roles in the dairy are dependable, highly dependable of immigrant labor. Well, you mentioned earlier that uh, retaining talent, retaining workers is one of the number one challenges facing the industry. Why is that? 
I think uh, one of the things that, that we see is that, you know, like I mentioned right now, it's, you know, the, it, it is hard to work on, on agriculture. It's really hard to work on dairy. Uh, it's long hours. You know, they have to, you know, the, the cows, they, they, they never stop milking. We have to milk cows, like we mentioned, two or three times a day, you know, seven days a week for 365 days of the year. So it is, it's not easy and somebody has to do it. So coming to this, this industry with those long hours and not presenting the workers to, you know, uh, fair work conditions, it, it really, it really makes it really, really hard. And nowadays, you know, there are so many openings outside of agriculture that we are competing with, with any other businesses like construction, blast, landscaping, uh, hotels, uh, restaurants for the same kind of, uh, pool labor that agriculture, um, is dependable on. So it makes it really hard. Uh, plus agriculture doesn't receive a lot of payment for what they do. You know, milk is a, a product that doesn't receive a uh, high payment compared to, you know, other products like, uh, construction or hotels. So there are a lot of competition for the same kind of labor. So first is the environment, and the second is, of course, the the, the payment. It's really hard to compete with that. And you have mentioned that um, producers might want to be thinking about other approaches like safety and education as a way of keeping people. Can you elaborate on that? Yes. One one of the 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 ways of, and this is the reason why why we're here and why we were working with Jennifer. It's because we are creating uh, a platform where, where, where through education, we're trying to retain these, these, these people coming into agriculture and mainly in dairy industry. Many of these guys, they, they feel like there's no motivation besides just, you know, not being safe and not being paid, you know, fairly. One of the things that we believe with Jennifer is that uh, through education, these people will see the dairy industry as a place where they can be listened to, they, they, they will be reliable and they will, uh, taken care of. So we, we just want to transform that and we want to see, the, um, producers to undoing that, just being proactive on retaining employees through education, through safety, and just improve, uh, management skills. You advocate for educating farm workers so they can be good at what they do which is also, of course, good for the farm. What sorts of education do you recommend? Well, we have to be very, very visual, Tom, and hands-on. Uh, as you mentioned before, you know, uh, agriculture depends a lot on immigrant workers. So when we talk about immigrant workers, you know, we talk about countries mainly for, from um, like Mexico or Central America. We see more and more people coming here from Nicaragua, Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala. And unfortunately, for, for these people coming here, these countries, they, they have a lack of education and investing in these kind of people. And that's the reason why they are here. So when they come here, they come here with low levels of education. And, and the expectations from these guys are, are very high. So because the lack of education and the lack of understanding, you know, working with cattle in these situations, we have to, we have to lower the expectations on how they receive education and training. So we have to create a lot of visual materials, such as posters, movies, animations, and a lot of hands-on training and practices that these guys can understand. And in some cases, um, in many cases, uh, even the guys coming now from, from Guatemala or even South Mexico, they don't even speak uh, Spanish as a first language. You know, they speak dialect. 
And dialects are really, really hard to understand and really hard to translate. So we, we need to start thinking about even being more, more visual to maybe through animations or creating materials like that. So people that doesn't know how to read and people that speak dialect, they understand what we're trying to do. So they feel reliable when it comes to, you know, performing the work. Jen, that must present some challenges to you and what you do. Most definitely. I think we're um, seeing a, a very high need for additional resources in training employees, whether they're uh, Spanish-speaking or English-speaking. And that kind of brought us to partnering with University of Nebraska-Lincoln, Alltech, and Iowa State University Extension and Outreach to develop this free online training that could be accessed to producers, to employees, who want to be able to better train themselves or better train their dairy farm employees to help them better understand their hows and whys that they're handling their cows. You know, why are they milking cows a certain way? Why are they moving cows a certain way? Uh, Because we know that when employees understand the whys of their job, they'll more than likely perform their job at a um, increased efficiency and and also a more motivated ability to do their job. So um, with this training program that we developed, um, it is actually an online training program. And so uh, an employee or a dairy farm manager would log into this online training. And within that training site, they're going to be able to walk through or view some learning modules. We've developed eight different learning modules within milk quality. And so those include understanding mastitis, understanding utter health, when we take a look at um, teat evaluation, singeing udders, understanding winter and cracked teats, taking care of how to evaluate milk quality, so understanding how to read a CMT or collect a milk sample, going through the recommended milking procedure, what that looks like uh, visually, so walking through and looking through a video and understanding each one of those steps, understanding how we handle those animals when removing them to and from the milking parlor. So uh, we want to be able to handle these animals in a calm manner, and so how do we properly handle those. So that's another module that we walk through. And then also things that happen out in the barn. So not only is it important to understand what happens in the milking parlor, but also when we're out in that barn, bringing those cows up, what what does the freestyle barn look like? What type of bedding surface are they on? Are they clean and dry? Um, In the summertime, do they have access to sprinklers and waterers, things like that? So kind of bringing in the whole process of taking care of those animals and bringing it back down to the milking parlor and the milking system uh, where they're where they're actually going to be doing the majority of their job. So those eight learning modules will walk through that and they do accompany through videos and resource materials. So if you're logged into the online training, participants will be able to complete a quiz at each of at the end of each of these learning modules. And if they complete those quizzes, then they're eligible to receive a certificate of completion for each of the modules. So it's something that they could print off and show their employer that, yes, I've you know completed these training modules. I've um, received some education about how to handle these animals. 
And each of these training modules are presented in Spanish with English subtitles. And the quizzes are offered in English, both English and Spanish. And the Spanish qu quizzes also include some audio translation. So uh, we've made it um, accessible for people to easily interpret the information. And the videos include demonstrations of on-farm practices that we really emphasize key milking and management techniques. So along with those videos, we've also created some additional resources that they'd be able to print off and keep maybe in their break rooms or if they're having um, a milker training that day, they could review, print those off and review those as part of their, um, as part of their education to have there. Uh, we've also created some animations that have really helped to um, explain more details of why cows or how cows develop mastitis. And so when we can visually see a somatic cell going up into the teat end and understand how that affects the cow, then they can interpret that as trying to uh, better manage their milking protocols within the parlor, talking about hygiene, the milking process, the milking procedure. Um, but also uh, the other animation that we've created is a from food to milk. So kind of understanding the whole the whole process of when that cow is um, eating, we're trying to keep that cow healthy by providing the right nutrients, but also how she converts that food or feed into milk and why she is such a, you know, powerhouse for creating that milk and how that milk process happens. So uh, those two animations really kind of show how we can produce a high quality product. Jorge, what sorts of tools are needed to make positive changes in things like milk quality and cow health and well-being? Yes, Tom, you know, so, sometimes when, when people ask that question, you know, people is asking directly to, you know, what we need to do, you know, to improve that, you know, the milk quality in that cow, the coming from that cow, or the well-being well -being that we provide to that cow. And and most of us will, will respond like, well, that cow needs uh, proper nutrition, you know, right genetics and the right management. But I, we think that, you know, there's a lot of people uh, behind what what's happening, you know, behind behind the animals, behind these cows. So I think it's it's all about the people behind the animals. So we believe that in order to to improve, or, you know, make a positive changes in things like milk quality and and, and well being, I think we need to work with the employees and take care of the employees first because they they are the ones behind the cows. So we think that providing the employees with the tools that they need to do their job successfully is, is the first thing. Uh, and in these things, we can include, you know, well-maintained equipment, for example. You know, some, many times, you know, we go to parlors in dairy farms, and these guys, they want to do a right job. They want to milk those cows. They want to get it done. They want to do it in the right way. But many times, the milking equipment is not working. So many times, you know, wintertime, as Jennifer mentioned, uh, it is very cold, you know. Sometimes the cows uh, are more comfortable than the people in the parlor. So we have to think about the people first if we, we want to change those conditions. And one of the ways that we can do this is just to provide the right tools and also showing signs of appreciation like, you know, pizza parties or when you are doing a meeting with the employees to when they're, you're training them, you can provide pizza, snacks or something like that. Remember these guys on Christmas times or their birthdays. That's very important for their culture. Uh, or even branded clothes, uh, clothes for the dairy. And mainly, I think uh, 
and again, we, we're repeating this over and over again that you know providing safety trainings and other educational resources is what really makes a difference behind you know quality animal welfare. Because if we educate and we train these guys, those things will will come after this. So and and it's important to know that that we rely on these guys. These guys are the the first guys looking at those cows, milking these cows, moving these cows, breeding these cows, taking care of these cows. So if we treat these guys right, then these guys will feel that they are part of the business. They will feel like a partner of the business. And then they will come with feedback, with solutions, with ideas that will improve all these things, all these things that you are asking as far as male quality and, and welfare. So in our opinion, things start with the people behind the cows first. Jorge, your work in dairy goes all the way back to Ecuador. And so you've been around the industry, you've been around cattle uh, your whole life. And I'm just wondering, is do cows pick up on human stress? If everybody in the in the milking parlor is stressed out, are the cattle picking up on that? You, you bet. That's an, uh, an excellent question. Um, they do. You know, they, they their brain is smaller than our brain, so they have to use a lot of the senses. They, their senses are very developed, and one of those senses is the smell. Uh, so they use it a lot. So they can pick up, in, you know, our hormones, you know, being released of stress and anything. Uh, as as they as they sense the stress from other animals, from you know, picking up on the smells from their urine or excrement, whatever, they will do the same with with humans. So they they will read through our body language and they will read through our the, their senses that we are not comfortable in a situation that we are stressed that you know we we have anxiety and and the animals will react to that and and they will not they 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 don't want to be approached by humans in those situations so they will they will flee from from us so it, it will it will make to, uh, very hard to work with with animals when when we are you know, under a lot of pressure so it will it will be very very hard to handle and move those animals. An example of that is when we're trying to milk a uh, fresh cow or a fresh heifer, uh, a heifer that has you know a first calf the first time. She's never been in a parlor before, in a milking parlor. So when she enters the parlor, it's going to be a new situation, a new environment. So she's scared. She's very very scared. And instead, what we do is we're reacting, you know, by pressuring that animal and then she starts smelling that that reaction from us so it's going to be harder and harder so and it happens to to all the animals to uh older cows they can sense that too and uh, uh we have to be very patient when when it comes to milking cows especially um so we have to be in in situations where we don't cause a lot of stress well, back to the the subject of employees and keeping them comfortable and and on board. What makes a farm successful in developing and also then retaining good employees? I think you know, like Jennifer explained, uh, everything starts with a with a good training program. Uh, the, the training is really you know some people think that payment is the number one reason why you know people um, stays in jobs, especially in agriculture. And it is, but it's not totally. You know, I think motivation through through training, through education, through understanding is what really makes these guys to to uh, to develop the employees. 
So what these guys, they, they want is, is from the owner of the manager of the farm to explain these guys how to do the job properly. And that's, and, and the way that you explain that is explaining the why and how on how they have to do protocols or tasks. So that's very important. So the other thing is we have to remember that, like we said before, many of these guys, they don't have experience with cattle. Uh, if they had experience with cattle in the past, coming from countries with poor countries like Central America or Mexico, they might milk, you know, one or two cows for survival. But here's a total different experience. We're making 200 cows, 500 cows, thousands of cows, and we expect a lot. So for these guys uh, to start driving feed loader or to deliver a calf is very, very new. So we have to start with the, with the right training to avoid any any kind of situation where they will feel frustrated and leave the work. So, and besides training, also continue education in, over and over again uh, and provide a good environment for work, recognize these guys, make them relevant to the dairy industry. Sometimes we forget that, you know, they are not just milking cows, they, they are feeding this nation. So when you are having, you know, milk with your cereal or cheese in your burger or cheese in your pizza, we have to rem- remind these guys that, you know, they are not just milking cows, but they are feeding people like you and me and your family and my family. So make them feel relevant and important and proud of what they do. And just, you know, have clear and understandable goals. Uh, many times we set up goals that are that these guys don't understand. So we need to clarify those goals and make them easy for these guys to understand. We mentioned pay conditions. They have to be fair. Conditions where they feel safe to work in the in, in locations where they're milking cows. And, and just remember that this is an ongoing process. Some people think that this is just a one-thing deal where you train them once or you make them feel uh, relevant once. But this is something that you need to keep doing over and over and over again all the time. Uh, and that's where, you know, many, many of us, we fail because we start thinking about other things and we forget about the basics. So these guys, they need to be reminded about the training, the education, the culture, the safety and the importance of what they do in a regular basis all the time. So that's what we need to do. Jennifer, there are some surveys out there that show how training and education make a difference. Can you tell us about those? Sure. Um, You know, over the course of years in the dairy industry, extension dairy teams have done surveys on farms to kind of get an idea of managers, employees, and how that relates to jobs and employee retention. And a lot of these surveys are coming back that employees are more successful in their jobs and they're retained at a higher rate if there is training offered and particularly in their native language. So if we can offer more training resources more regularly, like Jorge was saying, just, you know, ongoing all the time, we're better able to retain those employees. And as mentioned before, you know, it's not just the monetary uh, value that employees are getting, employees are getting out of this, but that education really satisfies that employees drive to comprehend and, you know, be a critical dairy employee on the farm, being able to do those jobs correctly. Um, no matter what the experience level these people are coming in at or proper or what training level they've been at before, offering them a very consistent program as they develop their skills is going to be able to challenge them and motivate them to want to learn more and hence 
retain their jobs. I'd like to ask each of you to give us three things that can be done today to improve on-farm culture. You want to go first, Jorge? Yes, Tom. Thank you. I think the the first thing that we need to do is to start with a mission statement that involves the workers. You know, many, many uh, employee handbooks, they have really nice written mission statements. But when it comes to mission statements, they don't link the worker to these. They don't make them part of these. It's a good mission statement, but the worker needs to be part of it. They, 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 he needs or she needs to feel part of the mission statement, the why, and find a why for him, why for her, and why for the producer. The second thing is I say that you need to involve your worker in your decision-making. Uh, when I was working on dairy, you know, one one day uh, the owner of the dairy decided to change the, the new liners to milk cows. And we were never consulted to do that. And we were the ones, or I was the one in charge of milking cows. And he decided to make that change. And to our surprise, those things were, you know, something that we didn't like. We didn't, we didn't know how to use them. And it was, they were not good for the cows. So I think in my experience, you know, in every decision that we make, we need to involve the workers because they know that they are the ones who are in front of the cows and working with the cows. And the third thing is many dairies, they don't have a culture. So they, they might be an existing one, but they, 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 they don't realize that there's already one. And they, they, the first thing that they need to do is just uh, start for creating one. And the way that they can start doing that is by start asking questions. One thing that we do with farmers is we do an internal survey that, you know, workers, they, they answer to several questions and they don't write the names down. But it's a way to uh, find the strengths and find also the weak points of the, of the farm. So you can improve or you can maintain uh, what, what you have. So I think the first thing is just to create the culture. So those are my three things. Jen, from you, three things that a producer can do to make for a better on-farm culture. Sure. Well, I can follow up with what Jorge has already said. And, you know, our ultimate goal is to make positive changes in our dairy operations through improved milk quality, overall cow health and well-being, and just have a general sense of positivity with our dairy farm employees too. So really providing those employees with the tools that they need to do their job. And that can mean a lot of different things, right? So uh, depending on the time of year, whether that's summertime or wintertime, you know, providing employees with the type of clothing that they need to be outside so they feel protected and they feel safe doing their job. Um, If they're in the parlor, you know, making sure that the milking system has been maintained so they can do their job efficiently. If we're expecting them to be in a skid loader, have we maintained, you know, the oil changes, the upkeeps, the maintenance that's required with the machinery that they're operating? So, you know, making sure that they're getting the tools that they need to complete their jobs efficiently is very important. And then providing continuing education. And I also think that starts on day one of their job. So, you know, day one, they're coming into this job. What are those expected things that they should be aware of when they walk onto the farm? You know, what should I wear? Should I bring my lunch? Um, Where should I park my vehicle? What documents do I need? Uh, What should I not bring to work? What will I do on my first day of work? So kind of relieving that anxiety or that tension of, you know, their first day on the job, 
and then continuing that throughout their whole career on that farm. So as they have questions, being there to help answer those questions and make sure that they they uh, feel like they're a part of the whole dairy operation. As Jorge was saying, you know, just involving those workers with your decision-making process. And then, as we mentioned before, showing signs of appreciation. I think that really drives home the whole kind of the whole atmosphere of the dairy farm operation if we're involving them with the day-to-day things on the farm, the day-to-day decision-making, but then also showing our signs of appreciation for the things that maybe they've gone above and beyond to do or uh, they've maintained things where where you would like them to be, such as, you know, somatic cell count. So we want to maintain a consistent or low level of somatic cells, and if they're doing the things properly, uh, maybe we are giving them a a bonus or we're giving them a pizza party, uh, those types of things, just to show some gratitude within our jobs. I guess the the bottom line is, uh, as a morale booster, nothing beats that feeling that you're valued. I would say, yep. Just like, you know, any job that we walk into, we want to be treated with respect. So from the very beginning, we want to be able to make sure that that employee gets started off in a good foot. All right. We've been talking with Alltech on-farm specialist Jorge Delgado with us from Minneapolis. Thanks, Jorge. You're very welcome, Tom. Thanks for the invitation. And from Decorah, Iowa, Jennifer Bentley, now in her 12th year as a dairy field specialist with the Iowa State University Extension and Outreach Program. Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks for having me on today. This has been Ag Future, presented by Alltech. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Ag Future wherever you listen to podcasts.